Hey, just a few days ago, I read a comment of um, one of my Facebook friends and he was complaining about uh, some programmer who submitted the resume to uh, the company and in that resume they found that the programmer has changed like five jobs over the last two years and he was saying like how could that be what these people are thinking about why they're so dishonest to their companies that they have to change the places so frequently and how they expect us to hire them if we can see obviously on their resumes that they were uh, not good team players first of all because they were ejected or somehow they had to change projects so many times or maybe they are lying in their resume and so many people already made the mistake of hiring them and now they're coming to us and we are supposed to hire them and again how can we trust the resume if we see that there's a, a clear track record of failures one time you quit for some reason, another time you abandon the project for some reason, another time. So maybe all of those projects were failed and maybe because of you. And I can understand that frustration. I can understand that type of thinking. But only if you think about full timers. If we're talking about someone who is supposed to be in the office for a long time, supposed to stay in the team for years, supposed to be working from nine till five every day, then yes, that makes sense. Those people, office slaves. They are supposed to be for as long as possible in one project or maybe a few projects or maybe three of them over the course of 10 years of their professional careers. But if we're talking about freelancers and the time of freelancers is coming, definitely, we have more and more of them on the market, then freelancers have different types of resumes and employers have to know how to read those resumes differently comparing to what they read now from full-timers. And I can mention four things which will change in the way we format our CVs if we become freelancers. First of all, we're going to have way more projects than what we have now. It's going to be 50 projects over the course of five years. Not two, not three, but 50. Because freelancers, they, by definition, they change projects. They don't want to stay in one of them. Because first of all, they don't want to waste the resources of the projects and their own time being not fully applicable, not fully uh, used in any particular project for a full capacity, let's put it this way, to the full extent. If I'm a freelancer and I'm a Java developer, I don't want to be in a project where people write in Python just because they pay me a good salary. That's what full-timers do. Full-timers, they stay in the team. It, what's important for them is to be in the team, not to be a good developer, not to be a good contributor of the code, but actually to be a good team player, just to create a team, to create a group of developers. And that's why when the team realizes, the project realizes that it's time to move to Python from Java, then most of the people just stay there and they start learning the new language. How many times I've seen that in my life? A lot of times, many times. There's a team of C++ developers and then all of a sudden they realize that we need to use Java. Okay, let's learn Java. And they start learning Java, burning the time and money of investors. And they learn that Java for half a year and then many of them become Java developers. Freelancers will not do that. Freelancers will just quit, all of them. And then the project has to build a new team of new people. And for a project who is used to work with freelancers, it's a normal practice. Such a project doesn't need to keep the team in house. The project needs experts. The project needs brains. The project needs talents, not just people. So that's why freelancers will change jobs frequently. And they're not going to have jobs. They're going to have projects. That's why when you open the resume of a freelancer, a good freelancer, you're supposed to find 50 different projects in there. And of course, it's not going to be possible to fit all of them into one page. And we know that a good resume has to be one pager. 
So where are we going to stay? That's the second change. I think that the good resume of a good freelancer in the future will include badges, will include links to some profiles on some websites where all those projects can be listed. Upwork, TopTel, Zerocracy, anywhere. You will have to demonstrate as a freelancer where I as an employer can find the information of your projects or your contribution or some experience which will tell me how effective you are, how effective you were before in so many places. I'm not going to call one employer which I'm doing for a full-timer. I'm going to look at some online profile, online reputation builder for you. And then I get the information about you from there. So that's the second thing. That's what's going to happen on your CV. There will be some badges linking me to your online profiles on some freelance platforms. One more thing which will change is the location of, of, the, of the developer. Right now, when I'm looking at a resume, a traditional or a full-timer, I see uh, John Smith slash New York. John Smith slash Bangkok or Moscow. The developer is connected to the location. They're connected to the place. It's a local phone number. It's a local place. In America, it's very often they put the full address in there. It's not going to be the case for freelancers. Freelancers, by definition, they move. They change places. So it's going to be John Smith and then the GitHub account and then the Stack Overflow profile, and then the Upwork profile link. That's all I need to know. I don't need to know where exactly that person is located. Is it New York or Bangkok or Moscow? It doesn't matter for me. It shouldn't matter in the future. That's how I should deal with freelancers. I'm just looking for talents. I'm looking for expertise. And I don't care about the location. And they don't care about the location. We both should not care about the location. Now, try to send your resume to a full-time uh, recruiter. And the first question they will ask, and do you have the visa? Do you have the permission to work here and there? Are you located? How can I call you? What's your local phone number? That's what they're looking for. They're looking for full-timers to join the team and stay in the group and just be in the group. Don't provide the code. Don't write the code. Don't contribute. That's a secondary thing. The first thing is be in the group. Formulate the community, local community. And that's how we maybe will succeed in the project. Freelancers will change that picture entirely, will change the, the format of the game. And a final change, the change number four, which will happen to resumes of freelancers comparing to full-timers, is that they will pay more attention to their skills and niche skills, narrow skills. It's not going to be any more Java or Python. It will be very specific definition of what exactly uh, you can do better than everybody else. Why? Because the market of freelancers is larger than the local market of Java developers. Let's take, for example, Moscow. It's a huge city, but still, there are not so many good Java developers in this city. A hundred, maybe up to a thousand, and that's it. And most of them are uh, somewhere. They, they, are, they are employed somewhere. So the market is quite small. But if you look at the world market of good Java developers, there will be thousands or tens of thousands or maybe more. And it will be way easier to find the developer. And the question for the employer will be, why should they hire you? What kind of skills do you possess? Specific skills. And I know what skills I, I need. I know what my project requires. So I will try to match your skills and mine. And that's why I will pay attention on the resume to very specific names of frameworks, libraries, technologies, which will fit exactly what I need. And of course, for the freelancers, I know that I can get rid of them any day because I can find new ones. The pool of freelancers is huge, so it's a replaceable resource. And that's why I'll pay attention to how specifically you can match my requirements. 
So four things, more projects, way more projects, more badges, more links to online profiles, complete absence of a position of where you live and where we can hire you because most of the work will be done remotely and niche skills, very specific, narrow skills, which will match my project requirements and your abilities. That's what I think will be different. So when you look at the resume, think about what you're looking for. If you're looking for a full-timer who will be in your office sitting there and pretending to be working, then you need to find somebody who has just maybe two or three job positions over the last 10 years. That's a good candidate for you. But if you're looking for a freelancer who will actually work, who will actually contribute, then think differently. Look at the number of projects and the more projects are there, the better. The more badges, the more online reputation that person was able to collect, the better for you. Think about it. Think differently. Time is changing. Thanks for listening. That's all I wanted to say. Stay tuned. Bye-bye.